0: Podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. We are back for a special edition of Inside the Jungle. We are about to break into conference play for the 2019 2020 Auburn men's basketball season and we thought that we would get together and have a little outlook and discussion of conference play and also take a little bit of a reminiscent look back at non-conference play and kind of take everything that we know about Auburn, everything that we know about the SEC teams thus far in the season and make some predictions prognostications about what might take place going forward for the Auburn men's basketball team. To do that for this special episode, I brought in my friend and my co-host, Drew Hooper. Drew, are you ready for the conference games?
1: I am more than ready seeing a two-game-a-week schedule coming up, and <laughs> SEC play is just always fun.
0: Yes, it you is. never,
1: You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's really sucked during non-conference play that just turns it on for conference play.
0: You know, I'm thinking of a certain quote from a certain Tom Hanks movie, Life's Like a Box of Chocolates. You never know what you're going to get here. And I tried to somehow work that into a basketball analogy, but my mind's slipping me tonight. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, Of course, you would start off quoting an Alabama grad. Ah, look you you just find every way to make me seem like an Alabama Uh, homer don't you I am
1: the only person on this podcast not to pick Alabama to beat Auburn (laughs)
0: that's very true sir Uh, obviously my pick at the beginning of the season uh, looks a little premature at this point based on how things have shaken out for the Alabama Crimson Tide and non-conference play and the way things have shaken out for Auburn in that matter too I mean who would have thought that Auburn would be sitting at 12 and 0 um, sitting in the, at the top of the standings in the SEC at the end of non-conference. You and I both, Drew, uh, said Auburn we expected to get out of here with at least one loss in non-conference play, probably at the hands of a St. Louis team or NC State team. Uh, but here we are at 12-0. and 0, And uh, we talked a little bit about it on the last episode. But, uh, again, your thoughts of being undefeated at a non-conference play.
1: Yeah, I mean, great momentum builder heading into conference play. you got to think – The target is so much bigger even than we could have expected now being one of the last unbeaten and coming off the final four and just being awesome in its own right. Like that's just going to be a humongous target. So I think we're about to see, is this Auburn team going to be able to handle the pressure? And I think if we see them weather this pressure that bodes well going into sec tournament play and potentially NCAA tournament.
0: Absolutely here. And so what I thought we would do is take a walk through the sec standings as they sit right now. And again, this is without any conference games being played. This is just the standings based on how they've all performed in non conference games. And as a little caveat there, uh, Twelve of these teams, including Auburn, still have a Big 12 SEC challenge to play in the middle of conference play that we're not discussing at this point. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, non-conference is over, and here's how it stands. Auburn, again, at top of the SEC at 12-0, and followed by Arkansas at 11-1, Georgia 9-3, Kentucky 9-3, Ole Miss 9-3, Mississippi State 9-3, Florida at 8-4, LSU at 8 and 4, Missouri 8 and 4, Tennessee 8 and 4, Vanderbilt 8 and 4, South Carolina 8 and 5, interesting. Alabama 7 and 5 and Texas A&M at 7 and 5 bringing us to the bottom of the SEC standings right now. So we'll start at the very top there. Obviously Auburn won't play Auburn, but I thought it would be nice to talk about what their signature wins, maybe worst losses in the case of Auburn, that being none. So, Drew, of the the wins that Auburn took in non conference play, which one most impresses you? South Alabama. Really? I didn't you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? I did not. I I think the South
1: Alabama and the New Mexico game were the two biggest. Just non-conference games I would take away from this and mm-hmm. I, I think we you know what you get with all the other games but I, I think South Alabama you got to see the grit of this Auburn team down in a hostile environment and a game that they thought that they'd be winning handedly and South Alabama gave them everything and the kitchen sink and I think that is going to be something that they look back to and hearken back to and go you know what we we fought out of that dungeon. Uh, I think that's going to help them in conference play and in also the tournament games coming up because, you know, that was uh, like watching nails on a chalkboard or like mm-hmm. listening to nails on a chalkboard. It was an awful ugly game, but they found a way to win it. And really come March, what we learned last year is you just got to find a way to win. doesn't matter how you win. And so I think getting drugged down into the mud, I think that's always good for a, a youngish team, and by youngish, I mean not starting experience. Right. And I, I thought the New Mexico game was great because you saw a lot of different levels of the Auburn team. They dominated the entire time. And New Mexico's a pretty decent team, probably going to end up in the tournament. If not, they'll at least be an NIT team. And you know what? That was a good win. We got to see Austin Wiley dominate down low. We got to see Auburn shoot the three very well. They defended very well. They controlled the entire game in every aspect. And I think that both ends of those spectrum we saw them get drugged down in the mud and still win and we saw them control every aspect of the game and just beat the brakes off a of new mexico team and i think both of those are kind of more like highlighter wins that i would say of you know what this is what this auburn team can offer in this 2019-2020 season
0: yeah you definitely surprised me with your picks there obviously i kind of went the more obvious route with the st louis game the nc state game maybe even davidson even though they didn't look all that great this year uh, the Richmond game, which is kind of a surprise team this year, which knocked off Wisconsin to play us in one of the classics. Um, you know, I, I would kind of put that up there as well. But I guess my one area with the South Alabama game, Drew, is will the powers that be decide that that is a game to put us is, – is that a make or great break game for, the, for us in terms of what puts us in the tournament or not? Do you think they hold a lot of water with that? Absolutely not. I, I don't think
1: Auburn's – in danger of being a bubble team this year Uh, we would have to have some injuries for that to be a thing I think this Auburn team's just too good to lose so many games in conference play that they're a bubble team I think where it may hurt us is are they judging between a two and a three three and a four whatever but ultimately I don't think so because you look at the landscape of college basketball this year and everyone's taken some pretty rough losses and they've done them at home Auburn went on the road and, you know, they found a way to win. I I respect Arkansas as well. Arkansas went to a tough Western Kentucky arena and took a loss in overtime. Like we're going to talk about them later, but I I think the committee actually may have a little more respect for those if they went into these environments, unlike – someone who sits up in Lexington who refuses to play. <laughs> he, he refuses to play away games. He will only play neutral court. And that's been something since his time here at Memphis. Calipari will only play neutral court because he feels like that's going to, the big blue nation travels well, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it, it, it's not a full RPI was the old thing. It's net ratings. Now it's not a full net rating quadrant win that he wants, but it's good enough. Be, right. And he doesn't have to, expose his team to a hostile environment i prefer the team in a hostile environment and see how they roll
0: yeah, I do respect in Arkansas, and I think that's a great segue into talking about them sitting so at the 11-1. Obviously, you brought up the, what I, I call it, the the worst loss. I, when I say worst losses, when we're discussing I don't mean like they were terrible. Some of them are, uh, but one that would probably, you know, play not as well just because it was at somewhere. they did. I usually kind of look at if they were on the road. You know, you, a lot of the committee people want to see that you won on the road. Even though Western Kentucky is very good, I would say that kind of – that takes them a knock for that. What I do think, though, was very good is that they went to Indiana, a you know a big name in college basketball. I'm not really familiar with where they are sitting right now this season, but uh, that Indiana win on the road to me is probably the big thing that kind of sets them apart there. And obviously, competing well at Western Kentucky too. I mean, are you impressed by the Indiana win? I'm impressed. Indiana's doing really
1: well, at 11 and two this year, uh, but I think Arkansas is playing with a lot of house money right now because this is a team that was picked 11th in the sec this year and so sitting where they are with only one loss that looks great on paper but they've had tight games against valparaiso they've had other tight games against austin p northern kentucky georgia tech which is a god awful team and (laughs) they've really played with fire a lot of times and they have two high scoring guards that's the team like if those guys aren't piggybacking the scoring load then who knows what happens now right. when auburn plays them i'm worried because mm-hmm. i mean we've we've seen sometimes when the when hot scoring guards get hot when they come and play auburn it doesn't turn out well like that's just typically how it goes we we typically always draw the hot shooting guard on the night that we have to play that team and so uh arkansas I think has potential to be dangerous, but I think maybe, or not even maybe, they are shooting above their weight class right now, and I think they'll come down to earth come SEC play.
0: You know, it could be a little bit of the case of uh, last year where Auburn, you know, was picked really low, um, and uh, they kind of shocked the world, so to speak. I'm not saying that Arkansas is by any stretch of the imagination uh, an Auburn team of last year, but it, it kind of makes you turn your, or raise your eyebrows a little bit when you see an Arkansas team pick so low uh you know finish 11 and 1 in the non-conference stretch here with a win at Indiana it makes you kind of say huh okay well we don't need to take them lightly especially if we're going into their house uh, but let's keep moving on down the standings here Georgia and this is starting the group of 9 and 3 we've got four teams to talk about that finished at that record for non-conference Georgia though uh i would say one of their wins that looks pretty okay uh, smu uh, their worst loss would probably be at Arizona State. And they have one more game to go against number nine Memphis. So, Drew, your opinions on this Georgia team, and and ultimately, do they look? are they able to beat a number nine Memphis team? No, I don't really <laughs> think so. Yeah.
1: I, I think Georgia's in the same boat. Is they have a really good player in Anthony Edwards, but they've been playing with house money as well. They went out, and I, I believe they were in uh, Maui this year, a tournament like that. You know that? yeah they were in Maui this year uh and I mean got smashed by Dayton they held on a little bit against Michigan State but Michigan State's kind of wavered as of late I I think really if you hone in on Anthony Edwards you tend to shut down the Georgia attack uh but on the on the flip side of that I think Georgia will probably end up being uh maybe one of those play-in game tournament teams I, I do think that they are a pretty decent team uh but they haven't really played much of anyone. The games that they have played someone, they've taken a pretty good L. So this Memphis game should be pretty tough for them.
0: So any opinions on Anthony Edwards as, you know, the number one overall recruit uh, coming to Georgia? You would think that he's probably the, the guy to watch this year. And, um, you know, Georgia likes to throw that in other people's faces when they get a number one recruit there. Any, any thoughts on him? I, I think he's a good player. I think he shoots at
1: a high volume and doesn't convert at a high rate. I mean, he scores 18.8 points a game but you're looking at he he averages um less than 50% shooting and so he's not the best scorer he's just the the only scorer for a Georgia team and so I, I think he's good but I think he still has a lot of development that he has to do and that's why you've seen him uh slide a little bit on draft boards not too awful but he's not uh really lighting up draft boards right now
0: How about this? I want to pose an interesting conundrum to you and let's take the orange and blue glasses off for just a minute. You're pretty good at doing that. But just as a reminder right now, would you take Anthony Edwards or Isaac Okoro the way they're playing?
1: Uh, I'm a defensive guy. Uh, So that's a hard question for me because I'm always going to pick the guy who plays defense well. Uh, to start off a young career because I I think you can put pieces around him and develop him to be a better scorer Um, so I'm always going to want the defensive guy so I'll pick Okoro yeah Uh, but I don't think Anthony Edwards is a bad player at all I just think he's a volume scorer which is good in the NBA but maybe not the best as far as longevity unless he develops some of the other tools
0: yeah. I do think that Isaac Okoro still has the higher ceiling at the moment. Uh, obviously the hype sits with Anthony Edwards. But um, you know, what I'm taking away here though, so far as we move down these standings, Arkansas and Georgia seem in your mind to maybe take look to take a backslide as the season goes along. Maybe not so much Georgia, but Arkansas definitely here. Well, it's interesting to see what you think about this Kentucky team at nine and three at a non-conference. As good as their signature wins are, their terrible losses. Uh, at least one of them is very very bad. So Signature wins, I'd obviously say at the time a number 1 win, a number 1 Michigan State win for them, a number 3 Louisville win for them looks pretty good on paper. Uh but boy, there is that little team called Evansville who really early on in non-conference shocked the college football world and took down college football. Oh, did I say football? See, oh my gosh, you're not even on that podcast. I know. Look, it's there's there's all we're not even going to get into what's going on with that that area right now. But that's why it's on my brain. Evansville goes into Rupp Arena, takes down the Wildcats. That's an incredible feat for anybody to do, much less a team like Evansville here. What's your opinion on Kentucky? Like, what what are we supposed to make of a team that beats a number one and number three team, but then loses to Evansville at home? Well, I
1: think you have to realize, <laughs> Cal. I mean, Cal always gets his one and done. He always recruits at a high level, but he has the challenge of trying to make it all work and make all of his pieces fit. Because sometimes you get the new shiny toy but they don't work well with your other new shiny toys that you got as well. And so he's got a nice one in Maxi, but the rest of the team isn't up to snuff as far as shooting wise. They're not tough on defense. They don't rebound at a very high rate. And so you, I I just really think this is going to be one of those Cal teams that may click into gear come NCAA tournament times, but I think they'll probably finish the season with six to seven losses.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm impressed by Kentucky, even with uh, those wins that they have. That's just because they've been so sporadic. And the, the problem is, is that if a coach Cal team does mesh well at the end of the season, you can see how dangerous they were in the Elite Eight game against Auburn. Granted, Auburn obviously was a better team that day. Uh, but when he gets those guys working together well they're I mean, when you have that amount of talent just assembled, on one team it can be a dangerous thing if they mesh well together so we'll have to see what happens going on but for right now we can hold that Evansville <laughs> loss over their head for just a little bit and it's fun to do so Ole Miss nine and three uh good win for them probably would be Penn State um not so great loss or a worse loss of that Oklahoma State um and then they have number 24 Wichita State to go so opinions on Ole Miss what do you think about them
1: well, old Miss is very Jekyll and Heidi all the time, like it, it's just how they are in life. I guess it's just part of being an old Miss person, but they they only got thirty seven points against Oklahoma State. Do you right. realize that like that's I terrifying that. That's
0: why I wrote it there
1: <laughs> like that like Oklahoma State's a decent team, not great, but decent, and they they got thirty seven points against them, but they played well against Memphis, and it's really one of those which. Old Miss team shows up. I think Kermit Davis is a super underrated coach, uh, and they still have Tyree there, w- who can get buckets with the best of them. So I, you know what? I think Old Miss is they are what they are, and it's all a matter of which Old Miss team is going to show up. And sometimes they show up and want to score baskets, and other times they play like they're playing Oklahoma State and just decide not to score at all.
0: Here's the thing. Ever since Andy Kennedy left, I've stopped worrying about them as much. But uh, to your point, they still just find a way to be perplexing at times. And so when I look at their record thus far, I don't I don't shift one way or the other. Oh, we shouldn't worry about these guys. Or, oh, we should be worried about these guys. It really is just a toss-up ethic. And I don't really know which way to point in the trajectory of how th- they'll finish their season. You know, will they slide up or, or remain where they are right now? In SEC standings, or will they slide back? I I could it could really go either way for me personally at this point, which is not the case for and we'll see if we share the same opinion here. Mississippi State at nine and three currently. I would say some good wins for them would be Kansas State at Coastal Carolina and New Orleans. They did lose a pretty bad one, La Tech. Um, the thing is, is you just broke some really bad news to me on the not Eve, but close to it, of our game with Mississippi State to open up SEC conference play is that ah, there's Weatherspoons—they just keep coming. Nick Weatherspoon will be ele- ready to play for uh, the Auburn game here. So Mississippi State, do you think they are a lot better than they've shown? Yes and no. I, I really
1: Mississippi State and Ole Miss—they both always perplex me in basketball. I just can't ever put a thumb on them, on what they are, what they want to be. I think Ben Howland's a decent coach. I don't think he's great, but you know what? He gets his players to play hard, and he gets them up for big games, and Auburn's a big game now, and so I think this needs to be a game that Auburn takes very seriously. I I think they're going to. It's SEC opener. Everyone's going to be up for it, but it's one of those that, like, For the whole season, I really don't know what to expect from Mississippi State going forward. You don't know what what Witherspoon you're going to get. You don't know what the rest of the team's going to do or whether they're just going to lay down and die if they take a few losses. And so uh, I think they're a middle-of-the-pack SEC team, probably not a tournament team, Mm. but could be a tournament team and could completely bottom out. Mississippi State and Ole Miss uh, both take the cake for the most perplexing, confusing teams in the SEC.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I'm actually kind of a little bit more high on them. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the addition of Nick Weatherspoon uh, back in the lineup there or how they've uh, performed in, in non-conference play. But I, I would say of the ones we talked about other than Kentucky, obviously, uh, they're the ones that I, I think could rise a little bit high and or remain higher up in the standings. But as you said, Mississippi teams, they just tend to be perplexing at times. Um, the one I'm probably more surprised at is Florida at four. Uh, They do have some good wins against number 18 Xavier, Providence, St. Joseph's. Granted, those were all at home or neutral sites. Uh, They did take a loss to Utah State, which would probably be one of their worst ones there. Uh, This was a Florida team that I thought was going to be a little bit more formidable, especially in non-conference play, to start off the season. I think a lot of people had their eye on them as one of the better, if not the best team in the SEC this year, In some people's. Um, Where do you think Florida is sitting at right now? I think Florida's a a
1: good team. I just don't think they've gelled yet. I mean, you got Kerry Blackshear or Kelly Blackshear, I forget which one it is. He's coming in out of Virginia Tech, really good player, SEC preseason All-American pick, first team, and I think he was player of the year in the SEC first or pick. And so they they really haven't put all the pieces together. But I think Florida is a very dangerous team because you look at them eight and four. I think they're a little bit down this year, but that's exactly where they'll probably strike from. And so, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Florida finish second or third in the SEC. Uh, I think they're going to put it together. I think they're too good of players, too good of a basketball team not to put it together. And you know what? They had a disappointing non-conference schedule but four losses does not sink you right. and six losses doesn't sink you if you kind of run through your schedule so I think uh they're gonna we're gonna look over the end of the season and see Florida as a well-oiled machine
0: for me it's not a question of when or if Florida strikes but when they strike and I, I think when they do they could be uh potentially deadly it could be at the expense of Auburn uh but uh you know I, I'm just I would say of the teams thus far that worry me the most, Florida's up there right now, just because they've shown the propensity to be able to beat good teams like Xavier um, and Providence and St. Joe's. So when they do gel, like you said, I think it's going to be very, very dangerous uh, for an Auburn that plays them. I think later on in the season, uh, LSU also at eight and four, a lot of teams at eight and four, we're going to run through here. Uh, win it gets Liberty, New Orleans, uh i i will say this much i wrote worst loss to east state university however there's a lot of people talking about the uh i don't know if it's tonight or very soon eastern tennessee matchup with Furman, who took auburn to the wire as well as a game to watch so i i don't know that i count that as a bad loss what do you think
1: no east tennessee is a very good team has a very (laughs) good coach and definitely i'm pretty sure they're a tournament team last year uh if not the year before and they're just a really good, really uh, efficient team. They defend very well. They are very disciplined in all aspects. I mean, they took Kansas pretty much down to the wire. Uh, they have a tough loss to North Dakota State. But I think that Furman game is going to be pretty good because, you know, East Tennessee is an up-and-coming basketball program in those kind of low-major bracket. And I think they're going to be that one that we see in the tournament every Two to three years as they're able to get those upperclassmen through.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I would say LSU at this point in uh, non conference schedules, it, I guess I haven't made up my mind on them yet. I was worried about them at the beginning of the season, but now I'm not so worried. Even with a, a not so scary loss against East Tennessee. Uh, state so we'll just have to kind of hold the the jury on them for right now i think once we get to this point though we kind of start um taking a dip down in terms of expectations on these programs which is odd to say because we'll get to tennessee in a second but um also at eight and four missouri uh their good wins at temple uh also one at home against illinois Um, they took a not so great loss against Charleston Southern, which has made the tournament from time to time. But, you know, I would say that's probably their worst one at this point. Uh, anything to be worried about with Missouri this year, Drew?
1: I I still stand by what I said in the previous show. I think Missouri (laughs) is just a trash team. Like they're, they're just not good in a lot of ways. They're, they're just an average basketball team that happens to play in the SEC. Yeah. And that's how I always feel about them
0: if you look at it right now for Missouri their you know best score is scoring only 11.8 points per game uh so you know it makes me question who else they have you know what what their non-conference schedule actually looks like overall I mean you know you look at a win on the road at Temple that's kind of impressive you know Illinois granted they're not to the days of old like they used to be but that's not, not a one to get really unexcited about there but uh I don't foresee Missouri being very formidable uh, by the end of this thing here. The one that I am perplexed by though, Tennessee, eight and four here. They do have some good wins though at number 20, Washington and at home versus again, this is obviously ranking switch around here, but number 20, uh, VCU. Uh, so I would say those are two very good wins to have on your resume and their worst loss would be against Florida state, um, So Tennessee, they lost a lot of talent, whether it was, you know, Jordan Bone, I'm forgetting the other guys' names at this point, Uh, oh, Admiral Schofield, Uh, but I thought maybe they would have at least one less loss in Tennessee, Uh, what do you think, Tennessee, do you see them taking a meteoric rise back up to the top, or is this where they're going to sit?
1: No, because Lamont Turner's injured, and he is their go-to. Uh, and so with him being injured, I, I think Tennessee's probably going to be bottom three in the SEC this year. They're just going to struggle to get the points necessary. And why'd you put Florida State as their worst loss? Florida State's a ranked team. They just took a a 20-point hammering from Wisconsin at their own place. Yeah, and you know. th- they also took Cincinnati, like took a beating from Cincinnati, who is, couldn't even figure out how to call – or how to not call a timeout and give a game away. And so I – I, I hate it for Tennessee. I don't like Rick Barnes very much, but <laughs> I I do think Tennessee has a lot of decent players and actually genuinely good people who play for them. And I hate that Turner had to go down like that because that, that would have been some fun matchups. I always enjoy the Auburn team match- matchups, but I think Tennessee, uh, whenever he went down, their season hopes went down with them.
0: So where you said that if if Florida gels, they could be very, very deadly. And you don't see, even with Tennessee, even if they gelled without Lamont Turner, that they can do much this season.
1: No, uh, he, he made everything go. He was the guy that they're looking for. Uh, yeah, I think they're just kind of done at this point.
0: Okay, well, we'll keep moving on. Vanderbilt, eight and four. Uh, they were the bottom of the SEC last year. Uh, they got a win against Davidson. So common opponent there for us and them. Uh, they also um, played uh, at Richmond. They lost to them, though. Another good win for them would be Buffalo, and their worst loss I put down was Tulsa at this point, point. they still have an um, SMU game to go in non-conference play. Uh, does Vanderbilt get any further out of the cellar than they are now, Drew? Vanderbilt's a black sheep team. Okay. Uh,
1: they have two very good scorers on their team. Their issue is they keep going through spurts of not being able to put the ball in the basket and that's because teams start to hone in on the two players that can score and leave the other three open and the other three aren't scoring if those three guys start scoring then I think Vanderbilt could give teams a lot of fits this year. They gave a lot of teams fits last year, but I think that they could actually pull out some wins this year. I don't think that they're going to rise very much out of the bottom three, but to see them lower mid-pack at the SEC, I wouldn't be
0: shocked. Well, I'm I'm actually surprised that you're so optimistic about their chances because they were wow, they were awful <laughs> last year. Uh, so it's good to see them maybe getting back towards at least making rises toward where they used to be in terms of being an expected SEC competitiveness at that point. Uh, you know, it, it hurts my heart, Drew, to see South Carolina struggling the way they are eight and five. Again, this it's not a terrible non-conference record. It's not like uh, their Texas A&M or even Alabama. But uh, Frank Martin, I love him as a coach. Uh, they've got a good win at Virginia. They – I guess take Virginia revenge for us. Another win at Clemson. Not so great losses. Boston, U and Stetson. Uh, Frank Martin's a good coach. I just don't know why they can't put the pieces together yet. Because who wants to go play basketball in South Carolina? <laughs> Nobody
1: wants to play <laughs> basketball true. in South Carolina. I mean, uh, Frank Martin. I, I hate that he had to leave Kansas State because I thought he was really good, was able to recruit a decent level, but they forced him out there. He ends up at South Carolina. And I love Frank Martin to death, but it's just hard to get kids to go play basketball at South Carolina. That's just not – kids don't want to go play football at South Carolina. So they're not going to go play basketball either. So (laughs) I I don't know how much longer he has there, uh, but I am excited to see where he goes next because he's a really fun coach to watch.
0: Oh, I I love the matchup every year between him and Bruce because just two high-energy guys that are very good coaches, and they just – when they're across uh, the court from each other, it, it is a spectacle to behold just, who they are as themselves, but their teams as well. Even with South Carolina not doing well so far, you know, you can't shy away from that on the road victory over Virginia, who was number nine at the time. And, you know, it makes my heart feel good because, of course, they did double dribble, as we all know. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Maybe South Carolina can surprise us this year. Um, let's take a minute real quick and revel in the fact that Alabama is sitting at seven and five, second to last in the SEC. Uh, they did get a win against Richmond uh and Furman, and they'll also play Iowa State. So all three of those teams will have be common opponents for Auburn and Alabama, which should be a good kind of outlook once everything's said and done, so we can see who actually was the Better team this year. We'll be able to compare a lot. Also, a win against Stephen F. Austin. Uh, worst losses we'll talk about that pin loss and that rhode island lo- rhode island loss on the road i think it tells you how far your program has sunk when you go to rhode island and take a loss drew uh is there any hope for the crimson Tide? Rhode Island's been a decent
1: team as of late. I think your pin loss is the one you should look at more because that was at
0: home. It was at to home. a That's true.
1: to a bad Ivy League team. But like, does it just pain you to see your number three pick in the SEC sitting so far down in the dumps there, Kyle? They did I, not
0: make them as a number three pick. I said they might be pushing for four with Auburn. Just ooh, come on. I mean, just okay. it, it was not a number three pick. I, it was it was a bad pick. I'll grant you that. The way things have shaken out, but look, you know. I had hope that uh, I think, haven't they stolen like our old slogan or um, what was it? No, that was the other coach they had that said buckle up to. What's their slogan now? Um, Put people in the (laughs) stands. Put people in the stands, get a new arena, one. I don't know i just
1: know that you're in chandler's infatuation with alabama anything is beyond me
0: I, how I don't, dare you sir don't you dare lump me in with that you were
1: the you're you two are the only people i've seen like back alabama to win anything like just think that they're gonna win i you know what like i should have known starting off episode one of inside the jungle that this is <laughs> this was going to progress to ludicrousness but you know what? I'm glad to see them sitting at the bottom, and I believe that they will be staying at the bottom of the SEC. They won't be last because Texas A&M is a trash can, but they'll be pretty close.
0: I stand corrected. I stand corrected. So that brings us to the bottom of the SEC right now. Texas A&M at 6-5. and five. Uh, I guess a decent win for them, Oregon State. Uh, but they did take a loss to Fairfield at home. Uh I'm not finding a lot of reasons to be excited for Texas A&M for the rest of the season. Do they have any hope of not being last in the SEC Drew? 10 point loss to Harvard. Like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and they traveled to Harvard to do
1: it. So they had to get beat by the smarties on their own court. Yeah. Uh so I gosh, they're so bad. Who's even Texas A&M's coach anymore?
0: I can't like, even tell oh, it's you. It's Buzz,
1: Williams. it's Buzz Williams is it really? I think it is. Oh gosh, that's that's awful. I used to like Buzz Williams. Now I don't know if I can respect him as a human. Well, uh, he is the Texas A&M basketball coach, and will probably no longer be the Texas A&M basketball <laughs> coach because you
0: heard it first.
1: Oh gosh, they're they're rough. Like I don't know what's wrong with them. Like they Buzz Williams is a good coach. I, right. I don't know why they're so bad. Uh, but I mean, it, this is his first year. So, I mean, let's temper expectations, but I figured they would at least be better than they are. Gosh, I, I do love when Texas a is bad though. It does I love when every good. team in the SEC is bad.
0: I see. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I, I'm not going to get on a tangent here, here, but I've had this conversation with people in bowl season. I know this is not, this is about college football, but I am not an SEC guy. I'm sorry. I want every team that has a significant impact on us to lose just because I don't, want to compete i don't want to i want to recruit against them you know all all that stuff i I am not an sec guy so are you more in that camp with me oh no like i mean i was born and
1: raised like if they're your rivals or someone that you just need to win against like you don't go cheer for them afterwards there's no friends in your conference
0: that's Uh, like a foreign concept to people now that like it's it's okay this they're a rival a hated rival for a reason
1: yeah like i don't cheer sec at events or things like that that makes no sense uh that just seems like we're hailing hydra or something like that <laughs> like i just they're not good our conference isn't good i mean have you seen a refs have you seen anything like no reason it's your sec and buzz williams gosh man hate it for um, all. i i hate it for him Him and frank martin i do enjoy them like yeah i don't enjoy teams in the sec but there are some good personalities and coaches i'm really glad that the sec prompted about five to six years ago to start using some of that money to invest in things outside of football. Uh, because I think while I don't cheer for the SEC, seeing the bar raised in the SEC has helped Auburn make it to a Final Four, has helped Auburn in so many ways because they've had to sharpen themselves against some of the best yeah. teams in the nation. Yeah. And uh, I want them all to do crappy, but I want them to give Auburn the greatest game that they can.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that. A hundred percent over here. Uh, you know, so when you look at these standings here, obviously it looks very good from where we're sitting Auburn undefeated at this moment, uh, still one of the two undefeated teams in the land uh, before we begin conference play here. And we just took a quick overview of what the rest of the teams, of the SEC have done. And we will begin with our first game against Mississippi state on the road at the hump. Now, Drew, what I would like us to do is walk through the schedule Uh, as quickly as we can and give a percentage and any commentary you have because of that percentage of confidence that Auburn wins this game and I will get us started at Mississippi State 45% confidence that Auburn wins the game for me where do you sit at
1: 45% it's it's the first
0: SEC game on the road Mississippi State's doing good come on it's not that bad of a pick
1: I don't cheer for the SEC, but I also don't just bomb Auburn out either to other teams.
0: How is that bombing though? It's 45 percent. Kyle, you went to school,
1: right? You have a degree. Forty five percent is failing. I, I
0: we're not. This is not some
1: grading like scale here. This but, is simply but, but like, like, hey, even even if you're flipping a coin, you're you're saying like majority of the time Mississippi State's gonna win. Like it,
0: it, you're not even giving fifty percent chance to get heads or tails. It's the first game of the season, though. That's my – if this is Auburn is lost one or two games in the middle of SEC play and is playing them on the road, then I'm probably going 60% Auburn wins this one at this point. But because it's first game on the road in the SEC against a, a what looks to be a decent Mississippi State team, I feel like 45 is a fair assessment here. So if you disagree, then share with me what yours is.
1: I, I feel like you're fairly dumb right now, to be honest. <laughs> like i i think it's probably about 70% for me. Okay. I can see where they slip up, but traditionally Bruce does pretty well on SEC openers as yeah. far as like giving them a pretty tough game. Lost old Miss last year, so you may be onto something, but that's
0: after UAB rattled our cage. True. Um to the bitter end it is it is a there's not a mystery to my madness here there's a reason i look at this I. this is me setting up low expectations looking to be surprised and happy about the thing instead of setting unrealistic expectations and then getting down the dumps and tweeting at coaches and i'm sorry i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole i don't need to go down at this point to get myself in trouble uh let's move on to vandy um which is the second game at home i'm sitting at 90 percent. what do you say drew I'm saying 85%. Like I said,
1: Vandy's got two scores. If they get hot, if they put things together, they can play. But I think that's a game Auburn should win, especially with it being in Auburn Arena. So they, if
0: they're hot, though, in Auburn Arena, that means that they've got to be making like 90% of their shots at that point. I mean, come on. You're, you're, you're giving me grief about
1: percent 90%. 90% uh, stop being ludicrous. Good night, Kyle. I don't know if I can do this with you
0: anymore. <laughs> we got a long way to go through this uh again at home against george's the third game uh 60 confidence for me what about you i'm gonna sit at
1: 70 with this one as well i don't start getting nervous till a little bit later yeah down the road um but you're about to get real nervous with this next game
0: i'm not gonna get nervous look at this i i gave a very reasonable uh confidence that Auburn's going to win this game and again it's on the road at Alabama I think 65% chance where they you know they're not going to be having to play for much the rest of the season this is probably the one thing they're going to get up for all 20 of them that come to the games each, each each time but I say 65% at Alabama the first time playing them this season is, is a fair assessment
1: I give this game 100% and 100% Alabama shuts down their basketball
0: program after a <laughs> That is is
1: my Ben King stamp of approval.
0: Well, you know, if that's your stamp of approval, sir, I don't know how much further we can go into this because if, did you listen to our bowl prediction show? No, I didn't. I, I was
1: heartbroken not to be with Ben, uh, but I I, I could not listen without it. I I like making bowl and NCAA predictions with Ben. And so because I wasn't there, I did not participate in listening.
0: It's uh, It was a wild ride. I listened to a little bit of it today, you know, in retrospect, and, boy, man, the things he, that man says are just unreal sometimes. Uh, moving right along, at Florida, I am putting us at 30%, and a lot of this is because on the road, uh, this is where things kind of get a little bit scary for Auburn, and this is a Florida team, which we both stated, if they gel, they are going to be very, very, very good and very difficult to beat, especially at home. Where do you sit at at Florida? I'm going to give it the old
1: Kyle Loomis 45%. And that's basically like an A. <laughs>
0: that was, no, this is not. A, let's let's get A's, B's. The only thing we're giving an F here is Alabama. Okay, or actually Texas. Or Buzz Williams for choosing to go to Texas. 45% that Mississippi State pick was not bad. I, I I feel that this is probably Auburn's best chance at taking their first loss here. What do you say? I would say
1: if they get by Georgia, this is probably going to be Auburn's first loss. Yeah. Uh, I I just think, I I don't know. I have a lot of hope in Florida, not because I think that they're just the best team in the world, but they do have a lot of really good experienced players. And so, and I always lob in the grenade of, we don't know if there's going to be an injury by that time either. And they're very well, maybe, but they
0: don't do that.
1: But but we we saw this Auburn team two years ago take a lot of hits around that time, and so I would be I always keep tempered expectations and everyone staying healthy too.
0: Well, speaking of injuries, here's the next game at home versus South Carolina. Uh, I say seventy five percent at home. Yes, it is a Frank Martin coach team, even they though they appear to not be heading in a great tra- trajectory thus far in the season. Um, but with it being at home and and hopefully Auburn beating a Florida team, maybe they're riding on a high, of course that could play the opposite way too. I I just don't think South Carolina is going to be able to beat Auburn home. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I don't either. I would probably say like 85% range. That's my that's my comfort zone of like if we lose, I can go, well, I didn't think that they I wasn't 100%. Oh,
0: well, it's interesting scale for you as well. At Mississippi, uh, excuse me, at Ole Miss, um based on what we said about Ole Miss, uh, the conundrum that is the Mississippi teams, I want to sit at 50% with it being on the road and just wanting to see what they do at the beginning of conference play. We're going to after their first couple of games, we're really going to know what type of Ole Miss team we're going to be facing. Where do you set that on them?
1: Well, I'll be present at this game, so hundred percent for me.
0: Uh, well, of course. It's just when every game, I, I I doubt, highly doubt that every game you've been to, uh,
1: every football game I've been to, we have won. Every basketball game we've been to, I've been to, we have lost. Well, but yeah, I've only been to won. one Ole Miss game, so. <laughs> and that's when so, they had that like kid that was seven foot just dunking all over everyone.
0: Oh it was yeah. Awful. Thanks for reminding me of that one. That was awful um kentucky at home in auburn arena this is the first of two matchups uh just because it's kentucky i've put us at 45 percent um i i think they're still great have great players and i think that uh, just like florida they stand a pretty decent chance of beating auburn even at home 70 percent for me whoa. whoa i i think
1: like i said i've watched kentucky a few times this year very weak inside if our big men are staying healthy Austin Wiley is going to have a field day with them. EJ Montgomery, very glad he decommitted from Auburn because he is soft as can be. Shots fired. Like he is, he he's just not a good interior player. Doesn't rebound well. If we can really hone in on Maxie and no one else kind of steps up for Kentucky, I, I think that's actually going to be a pretty,
0: not easy win, but a pretty, uh, decent win for Auburn so you think that we'll be say even though we're at least from your perspective glad that EJ Montgomery's not here this is sending a message to him and say hey we didn't need you anyway uh
1: I mean I don't think they're going to be sending that message but I very much think that the more I watch him play the more I don't think he would ever fit in at Auburn
0: well, I mean, we've we've got a lot of pieces that fit in very well together right now. So I would really not want to put something into the mix that could have caused trouble. You know, as much as we love things about Mustafa Heron, I think we can all take a step back and say, hey, probably wasn't the best fit overall. Uh, great talent, but uh, yeah, just not a great fit. So it probably would have been the same case with EJ Montgomery there um, going forward uh, at Arkansas. Um, I think this one's going to be a challenge, especially if you look at the way they seem right now, uh, going into conference play, uh, being the second best team in the SEC. I, I, I'm going to put this one at thirty uh, percent. Oh, and I know you my... come on. It's I, I'm trying to look again. I'm setting us up for success. I so literally told
1: you how much fire Arkansas has been playing with this year, and you're going to give them a thirty
0: percent. It's at it's it's on the road. For uh, for us, thirty percent, I think, is a fair assessment. Are we afraid of
1: pigs? Like, what what are we afraid of? Like Musselman would be the only guy I'm afraid of down there because he's like a six or he's even six foot. He's like five foot two and just ripped as can be as Arkansas's coach. But
0: thirty percent. But look at your – okay, look at your thought process here. You're saying 70% we are beating Kentucky. That means we're riding high. We're going to be due for a letdown at that point, especially on the road. So that's that's a fair assessment, 30% against Arkansas, which seems pretty good right now.
1: 30, but I, I, I don't know. I don't subscribe to the riding high uh, and then taking an L notion. But, uh, you know, I would probably put it at 65%. Like I, I think Auburn – should be favored in their games until proven otherwise like that that's kind of why why I'm ranking them this way I I don't think Auburn's just the greatest team on the face of the earth but from what I've seen from SEC this year there's not teams that really should be better than Auburn
0: okay that's I don't have a lot of disagreements with that and and now it's kind of making me rethink some of mine but I'm going to stick to my guns anyway um with that being said, the next game at home versus LSU, I say sixty percent here. Um, probably could be a little higher here, but just because I'm not sold one way or another on LSU, uh, I'll give us the you know, the assurance that we'll most likely win, just don't want to make it super overconfident. What do you say?
1: I think sixty percent as well, just because Dirty Willie down there is actually a pretty good coach. <laughs> like I I mean, despite the all the other stuff he's involved in. Uh, I mean, gosh, throw a barbecue for someone, go to, go to prison, get caught on a wiretap saying, give the kid whatever money is possible. Keep your job forever. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think, I think he is a really good coach. Uh, I really do. And I think LSU is a decent team has potential, but maybe still needs to fi- figure out some things. Uh, you got Trenton Watford down there who, who plays pretty decently as a, high-rated freshmen, but ultimately, I really don't know. I mean, that's pretty deep in the SEC slate, too.
0: Well, I think these two games together, this LSU and the next Alabama, are going to be one of the uh, more higher times in the SEC conference play, obviously, because we get a win against LSU at home, which would be a decent win. But, you know, this Alabama game coming up next, not only is it a, a game versus your most hated rival, uh, it's obviously got football implications with it as well. There'll be the ODK A sportsmanship trophy presented there and hopefully uh, an Alabama uh, pointy will not uh, find an excuse not to show up to sing the fight song as they typically try to do but uh, I'm saying 100% here Auburn's probably got this one marked uh, after beating them in the Iron Bowl and wanting to celebrate in fine fashion there I don't think Alabama stands a chance in Hades of winning a game here in Auburn Arena I mean is this game still on the schedule because I told you
1: we're canceling their basketball (laughs) program when we blow them off the face of the earth on January
0: 15th. Uh, They'll go out into the student body and find somebody just to go out there and stand around while we dunk over the top of them. I don't uh,
1: think anyone in Alabama student body wants to play for any part of that team.
0: You you even heard in our season opener we had my friend Jason on, the uh, professed Alabama fan there. He completely disowned this program, so you might be on the right track with this. Let's
1: let's put it this way. I think more people are apt to walk off the street and try out for kicker for alabama than are apt to wow. play basketball for alabama
0: wow that's harsh that's really harsh so i'm taking it's 100 percent for you yes okay well i think that's one we all can agree on here moving on to at missouri um i know you're not gonna like my 60 percent there uh i think i think you probably would think it should be higher if i'm guessing uh, but it is a road game, so that's why it kind of didn't get as confident of a win there. But 60% pretty much says that Auburn's going to win that one. What do you think?
1: It, that's still a failing grade, so pretty much says I don't think Auburn can win this game to me. Uh, 75% for me.
0: It's not much higher. You gave him a C as opposed to a D. No, I gave him a C as opposed to an F.
1: What grade Six, scale 64 is where F's cut off in most academic circles, unless you're on a 10-point grading scale, you weirdo.
0: Or unless you're at Tuscaloosa, maybe that's where. Because you claim that I'm an Alabama fan, so maybe that's what the case is here. Well, you
1: owned it pretty quickly, so I didn't
0: own it. I'm just, I'm just going with the logic that you're thinking of here. Off to Georgia, uh, your second favorite school. It's not my at Georgia. Forty five percent confidence for me that Auburn wins this game. Now, I, I, I would say that you can agree with that. That you, you think Georgia's pretty good, and forty five percent confidence is not something that's unwarranted. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think Anthony
1: Edwards. I think Tom Crane's pretty good. I would say probably 55% because something weird always happens when we go to Georgia. I hate going to Georgia and hopefully they don't let them have drinks at this one. So no one goes chucking things on the court this time. I don't know. That worked out pretty well.
0: It did work out well. And let's think about it this way too. We don't have a Chuma Okiki playing at that level. Someone like him yet uh, that can, you know, nail down a, a last second shot there right now i think we all hope that okoro is going to uh, rise to that occasion granted samir dowdy is shooting pretty well so maybe if there's a last second opportunity here he can be the guy to nail down the shot and just dash the hearts of the georgia fans everywhere and hopefully again as you said no liquid will be in the hands of the georgia fans post game there tennessee at home uh, don't look very good at the moment uh, but i'm only going to say about 60 percent here Um, i think uh, they're coached very well Lost a lot of talent, and even with Lamont Turner not there, I think they still can uh, probably push Auburn a little bit, but I think Auburn still comes out on top here. I
1: think that's a 90%. I mean, he, losing Turner would be been the equivalent of us losing Br- or Bryce Brown or Jared Harper one last year. Uh, I think he, he ran everything. He was uh, whatever his name is, Rick Barnes, that's his name. He was yeah. his extension on the court, so I think this – carries on because they did not have a plan b especially after losing the seniors that they lost last year
0: well fair enough uh moving on to Ole miss at home i'm gonna sit this one at 75 percent even if Ole miss bounces back and forth uh with whether they're good they're bad they're good they're bad uh, when you come to auburn arena at home i think this is where the fans start really sniffing that uh, sec tournament coming up the ncaa tournament coming up and Hopefully with Auburn only taking maybe one or two losses at this point, hopefully it could be more, uh, but hopefully that's the extent of it. Um, I think this is uh, the fan base is going to be just riding high. The team's going to be riding high, and I think they're just going to stick it to Ole Miss at home.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. We, we tend to split the season series with Ole Miss. I don't know why it just happens that way. So I think um,
0: your percentage is probably fair, and I would say that as well. Okay. At Kentucky. I say 20%. And now, look, look come on. Okay, look, it, it, they got a lot of talent. That t- talent comes together at the right time as it did last year for them. This It could be a lot of trouble for Auburn in Rupp Arena. And this is the second time we'll have played them, so they'll have known how to match up against us. I have full confidence in Bruce Pearl's coaching ability as well and our players and our talent and depth. But I think going into Rupp Arena – with the talent that they have there is not a good combination. So I'm only saying twenty percent. Wow, uh,
1: I I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I'm real confident with Auburn at twenty percent. Like I, yeah, whatever. I I can't handle you. You know what I've they always say though. Speechless. You know what they always say. Never count out Bruce Pearl in the last three games. Of- <laughs> uh, that is what all the college basketball people say um, from the stuff that Kyle Loomis makes up on um, Pat's college basketball quotes. Never count out Tom Izzo
0: in the month of June. That, no, that is, <laughs> t- don't count out Tom Izzo in March Madness. And that's always true, is it not?
1: Uh, I mean, I'll count him out this year. I don't even think he's going to make it this year. Maybe but anyways, <laughs> uh, I think... S- I'll, I'll take a fifty percent on this one. Okay. I, I I could venture sixty percent midway through.
0: Boy, all right. Well, we'll see what happens here. Uh, got a lot of difference on our part there. Uh, at Texas, or excuse me, at home versus Texas A and M. I don't think there's much sneaky be said. Or this is a hundred percent chance of winning for Auburn. Yeah, walk ons by four. Does Buzz Williams still is he still coaching this team?
1: Yes, because it's only his first year.
0: But will he want to be? That's the question. When I... he
1: no, especially whenever he's watching one of these walk-ons just go all over him, and Akimbola is just slamming things home by this point. Yeah, uh, Buzz Williams is probably going to be sitting very defeated on his sideline.
0: For Texas a and And then we finally end the season and conference play at Tennessee. Um, I say 50% chance Ugh. of Auburn winning this game on the road against Bruce's front. I know that the luster of that storyline has worn off at this point, especially with us having the final four last year, but it's still Bruce's old team. You know, they're going to be excited for that one, especially after the way it ended last conference play last year and in the tournament as well with Auburn versus Tennessee. There's a lot of hype around the game. And I think obviously the SEC set this one up again, expecting this to be a better matchup than it probably will be, which is why I think 50% is a fair assessment. Everything that's on the line at this point for for Auburn in terms of where they're gonna be seated and all that stuff, I think this is a game that Tennessee will be super excited for. Seventy five percent. I think Auburn wow. gets it done. I think you are
1: discounting losing such a valuable player for Tennessee far too much.
0: And Tennessee i think you're has discounting no one else
1: oh he should be he was trash at his end years at Texas he has caught a little flash in the pan here at Tennessee but I don't think it, he is going to sustain it very well
0: again we'll just have to wait and see but I I've, I think we can both sit at this I'm overestimating uh, Rick Barnes and I think you're overestimating uh, Lamont Turner's impact I get it Yeah, hey, he's a big impact I'm not taking that away from him but I just it, it I can't fathom the fact that your team is built around just one player and then you fall apart because of it just saying hey, i mean when we're picking the college
1: basketball invitational bracket at the end of the tier and not the ncaa tournament we're looking at where tennessee is going to pan out <laughs> in the cbi then we'll
0: we'll talk about it and it could be the case for them if things go really south here well, that's our walk through sec play for auburn our outlook on each of the teams and how we think auburn and faggants i'd love to hear from those of you that are listening what you Uh, think about as well who you agree with more drew or myself do you think you're you're smart you want to agree with me just to be cautious here uh but uh, please share those with us on social media we'd love to hear from you and your perspectives on conference play but nonetheless it begins as we're recording this in a matter of days we're excited for it and we'll hopefully be talking about an auburn team that has really turned some heads again this season by the end of it uh, Drew, before we get out of here, let's give our contact information. Where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, hoop 2 And you can find me on Twitter as well at TigerEye24. Now, that's all we have for you on this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle.